Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Man, show you see us with our matching black and blue colors over here. It's Coach James Williams of the Voorhees University Tigers, man. Our supplier, Coach Williams, good to talk to you, my brother. How are things over there with you guys, man? Things are going very well. Good things are going very well. How are you? I'm great, Coach. Blessed and highly favorite, my good brother. <laughs> That's a good place to be. That is definitely a good place to be. Yes, sir. My, my, my brother, let me ask you, man. Uh, Congrats on getting being becoming the head coach here at Voorhees. Uh, tell me about it, man. How does it feel, man, to be the head coach leading this program, man? As you all try to get these wins here coming up here real soon. It's very surreal. Uh, to be to be extremely honest, uh, I hit the ground running. Um, so prior to even you know being announced as a head coach, I was I was putting in work. Uh, you know, just behind the scenes, just keeping up the programs, making sure things are running as they were supposed to. Recruiting still had to get done. Schedule had to get done. Um, ordering T-shirts had to get done. So all that stuff had to get done, regardless of whether I had the job or not. Uh, I just wanted to make sure this program stayed afloat and continued uh, going because you don't you don't want to be the 
one to have let the ball drop in those situations for these athletes. And let me ask you, like, um, the whirlwind, because I know the NAI level, it's like a little different yeah. than D1. You got to do a hat, hat, wear a lot of hats. So talk about, how about that grind of being able to have, grind a lot of hats and by, by a bit the level you've been on, you don't have to do a lot of stuff anyway. So how did it help, help you? Because you already had to do a lot anyway as an assistant coach even at the, in the NAI level. Well, yes. Uh, working for Coach Huff, he gives you a lot of responsibility. Um, so coming into this, there were some things that I that he he protected. I, I always tell him he protected me from a lot of stuff. Um, but coming into this, he also gave me a lot of responsibility. So some of the things I was already doing. So it was just a transition of 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 I guess discovering on your own how to process things. Uh, but yeah, that's I'm I'm a grinder. Uh, I've been doing this for a little while now, and just being an assistant coach, you kind of learn different things and there's a lot of coaches that I've worked for that necessarily didn't tell you what to do but if you watch them and you ask questions they were always willing to give information um and so that information has just been valuable in this process for me but a whirlwind yes it has been uh because of course we don't have a lot of the resources that a lot of like some of the schools have so you got to do everything um mm -hmm. and that's kind of the mentality that you have and you don't complain about it you just do it uh, because it has to get done because if not my guys are going to look at me they, they, there's a certain standard that Coach Huff uh, left here uh, that you got to fulfill. And these, these guys are going to look at me like, Coach, you know, this is what we're used to. Can you complete that? So you can't complain. It's almost like being a parent. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your kids expect you uh, to take care of them, food, clothing, shelter, and things like that. And our guys expect the same thing. So that level of standard is the same. I always say it, the standard is the standard, regardless of who's in place. Um, and so we just execute. That's what we do around here. We just execute. And Coach Williams, talk about the piece of being needs based, not trying to make sure guys leave with no debt. Because I know for me, and I was going through my process where I want to go to school and play it, it was about where I leave about the list of debt. Talk about that, trying to find scholarship packages for your guys, scholarships and academics wise, to make sure your, your guys are taken care of so they're not leaving college with, with a lot of debt once they get leave your program. Well, one of the first things is you got to look at the, our institution. Our university is phenomenal. We're, we're number three in social mobility, according to uh, U.S. Newsweek, uh, as far as in the South, colleges. So our tuition is 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 not an exorbitant amount. You know, it is it is a good amount. Uh, but first of all, just the standard that our school sets, our university and our president, Dr. Ronnie Hopkins, uh, and what he, he and his staff uh, established. And so the second thing is social mobility. Uh, Elizabeth Evelyn Wright, who's the founder of, of our institution, she's the first African-American woman uh, to found at HBCU. She was a Booker T. Washington disciple. So she was big on vocation. So we carry that standard, you know, uh, guided career pathways. So our students, when they graduate, they're already in place from what they've done in their four years here to get a job that is going to also pay them to be able to pay back the debt. But the first and foremost is I have a relationship with our admissions department. So I'm up to date on what the standards are as far as getting students in school. Uh, what are the different scholarships? I know what's going on in South Carolina. Uh, of course, I know what's going on in Georgia because I'm from there. Um, you just kind of learn various different states and different scholarship packages. And then the type of athlete that I recruit, that I have to recruit, is a student that has an extremely high GPA with good test scores because there is funding uh, here for that student and I partner with the parents. Once you know what they're getting with a Pell grant and uh, different grants from out the state and different scholarships, now you can formulate the package. So it really is a 
it's a team effort from what was happening with the parents on their side. Um, and then most importantly, what's happening with our admissions department here uh, at Voorhees. But, but the institution already establishes opportunities for students to get a quality education as incoming freshmen. Um, so I'm not afraid to recruit freshmen. Uh, not afraid to recruit transfers. We do have a scholarship budget and then and his management. You really got to manage your budget. You know, you really got to be uh, financially uh, responsible and be a good steward of what you're given um, to be able to make things work. We got 18 guys on roster and I'll be honest, uh, out of those 18, 12 of them are receiving some type of academic slash athletic money. And then I also have a couple guys who are presidential scholars who receive academic money from the school. And then, of course, I have a couple of international students. So just managing a roster, um, it goes back to those many hats. I, I, I've become a great financial uh, advisor uh, academically in these situations uh, to add that to, to the list of things that we do around here. Yeah, you, you have what some of the NBA have a salary cap almost. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get it in the gym. He's making all these roster moves. We fit it under the cap here. Can we do <laughs> I love that plays it. That plays a big part. And then, you know, also partnering with our financial aid department, our, our financial aid uh, directors, he is, he don't play. He don't play about the school's money. Our business manager, uh, Mrs. O'Berry, she don't play about the school's money. Um, Voorhees has been uh, for a very long time uh, fiduciary responsible. We haven't shut down because of finances. And that's because the people in place are very serious about that. And so when it's top down, and it gets to me, you know, I also have the same mindset. Uh, I do not want to be mishandling the funds to be able to put somebody in a bad situation. So um, we got to take care of those things around here. And I know, I know you mentioned scheduling, uh, and how tough is it to schedule the NAIA level? I know I, I'm, I'm familiar with how they do the D2 and then D1 for us. D2 is more original. D1, you got to play by game. So how is scheduling non-conference games for you all uh, in, in the NAIA and GACAC? How, how is that? Um, it's a little bit the same. I, I fortunately was blessed. Huff, Coach Huff, before you, you know, went to Edward Waters, he pretty much had the schedule taken care of. Uh, so I came into this situation with with some things already in place to help me. Um, and I'm I'm appreciative of him for that. But then at the same time, it's relationships. It's relationships. Basically, that's what it is, even at the D1 and D2 level. It's all about relationships. And we don't play in a conference. We're in an independent conference. Okay. So, our yeah, our conference is spread out all across the country. So um, I am a part of a couple of organizations that allow me to be able to reach out to some coaches and get some games. Uh, we have uh, we have four by game, five by games on the schedule. Uh, so, I, you know, you get those. Uh, we play a couple of D2s. We're, South Carolina has a lot of colleges and universities. So there are some opportunities to play some great talent. Uh, some great schools in this state just by itself. Uh, and then, of course, my connection to the state of Georgia, which is my home. Uh, I have, you know, opportunities there and even setting things up for, for the following year uh, in advance, just with the relationships. When you're out recruiting and you're in these gyms with these other coaches, you strike up conversations. And before you know it, you know, you got a game on the schedule or, they, you know, they're calling you and asking you, do you have a game? So uh, I, the biggest piece, I would say, is the relationships that you develop in this business. Now, you don't want to be too good. Because then teams don't want to play. Um, but, you know, the, the relationships and, and being able to give your – I think the biggest thing for me is being able to give my guys an experience. I don't want the fact that we're in AI school to take away from their basketball experience because they're not at a D1. So we travel. You know, we travel. We'll be in Florida for seven days this season. We'll be we'll spend Thanksgiving in Atlanta. Uh, 
we'll, we'll be in North Georgia. Um, our conference tournament is in Kansas. So our guys get an opportunity to experience, you know, regardless of where you are, you want to give these young people a, a college basketball experience. And so that's my mindset and scheduling. You know, we'll schedule an extended long road trip to play a couple teams. Um, and then we'll play our seven conference games. And then our conference does a good job of we schedule these pods where you'll play two games in like uh, over the course of like three days uh, to play some conference opponents to be able to build your resume. But for me, this year, our goal with our scheduling was uh, to honestly be a nationally ranked team, to, to, to not have to worry so much about the conference tournament and focus on just winning basketball games and, and be the best version that we can be ourselves going into our conference tournament. We're a two-bid league. Uh, so you got to get to the to the championship game to even be considered to go to the national tournament. But we can eliminate that if we're a nationally ranked team. We, you know, if we can get an automatic bid, then you know what I'm saying we're not so much focused on the conference tournament being our end all be all. So you know we have we have an internal goal here, and that's part of my schedule. You want to schedule tough, but you also uh, want to watch your back to backs. You want to watch how much time you spend on the road and those things like that. So uh, it is a very it's a skill. Is, is, is there's a science to scheduling, as you can see at the upper levels with Division One. You know, you don't want to be too tough early, but then you want to be tough down the stretch because once it comes conference tournament time or NCAA tournament time or NAIA tournament time, you got to win games in back-to-back -back days or every other day. You want to be able to have your schedule as a test for your guys. So, but you don't want to put too much emphasis on one loss during the season, and then you don't want to put too much emphasis on a winning streak during the season because – everything kind of comes down to that postseason uh, opportunity that you want to have for your team. No doubt. No doubt, my brother. Like, now, what you have with eight guys on your roster, is there, like, a limit? Because I'm, I'm trying to get to uh, yeah, how no. he works. Yes, is sir. there a limit? No. Any of them, eight teams can play in the uh, game? Yes, sir. We have, red, we have red shirt rules, so you can't yes. play 20% of your schedule. So, you know, there's a certain cap. How many games you have on your schedule – they play over 20%. That's considered a full season. If it's less than 20%, then that's a, you know, quote-unquote red shirt year. So we have we have those rules. But I think for me, roster management, because you never know what's going to happen, semester grades, injuries. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, – honestly, there's a lot of NAIA programs that have developmental teams. You know, so they'll have, you know, a team that they use to develop to kind of uh, fund and fuel the basketball program, whether you're, whether you're getting talent or you're getting bodies for practice. We don't have that, but rather keeping 18 um, is good because there's some freshmen that may not be ready to play. you got guys with grades. And so you want to be able to have that balance. It, it, ultimately, if you're really thinking about it, I really have 15 guys, which is like a normal, you know, a normal roster. Uh, but you have like three or four guys that you're, you know what I'm saying, that, that may need the red shirt or, or looking for an opportunity. So in the event of not having a developmental program, we just, you know, I want to keep around – 17, 18 guys, and, and practice purposes, too. You can kind of have three teams, uh, and you can kind of get reps in, in that regard. And then, of course, you know, you got those walk-ons. You got We got guys here on campus who think they can play college basketball, and some are talented, and so you want to leave a little bit of room. And then there's also the budget aspect, because per diem and travel, you know, extra guys cost money. So, again, it goes back to that managing your roster kind of situation deal uh, in that regard. Yeah, man, you get a GM with boy. <laughs> the GM, the GM of basketball operations over there, brother. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you this, man. Uh, for you, I, what, what type of young man are you looking for to put in your program? Like, I know you guys have good grades. What kind of character traits are you looking for in a young man 
And what are the pillars of your program for a young man listening to an interview who may be interested in coming and come play for you? So I look for guys who live like me. So I have I have a, a I have a core value chart, and that core value chart is called choices: communication, hard work, organization, integrity, commitment, excitement, sacrifice. And so when we look for a young man, we look for those things. We look for somebody who's able to communicate. Um, that's on the floor and off the floor. Are you looking people in the eye? Are you shaking hands? Uh, we look for a hard worker, somebody who's going to work. Um, it's not a lot to do in Denmark, and my guys spend a lot of time in the gym. Um, so, so, so they're constantly working. So somebody who's not going to be afraid of the work, uh, who's going to lift weights and then go in and get form shoes uh, after they lift weights to, to work out their arms. Uh, organize, discipline, organization and discipline. Somebody who's disciplined. Um, for us, that's a huge, huge thing. And then commitment. If you say you want to be here at Borges, be here at Borges. Don't be here at Borges thinking about something else because I'm here. You know, and that's that's I'm not looking for my next job. I want to make sure that I'm doing the best job that I possibly can do here. Um, and then excitement. We like we like young my, my guys are telling you, we joke, we laugh, uh, we're excited about the work, but we're also excited about just being a part of basketball, uh, continuing to play at the next level. And then the last thing is sacrifice. You know, I you we if I'm getting better and you getting better, then we're getting better together. And but but for that to happen, there has to be sacrifice. I think for me, the biggest thing that I sacrifice is being a father. You know, I, my, my son lives in a different state. And I tell people I spend more time with other people's kids than I do mine. You know, so that's a sacrifice that I had, I know coming into this. And so that's kind of what we look for. Uh, and that, if you look at that, that spells out choices. And so we want people to make the choice to come to Voorhees based upon those particular things. And so we say, around we want people that want to be like us. We yes. want people that are crazy enough to come to Denmark, South Carolina, and think that they, they can make a way in basketball here. Because I did it. Uh, and my 18 guys that decided to, to stay here when Coach Huff left, and then the guys, seven guys that we brought in that decided to come here, they said, man, I'm crazy enough to believe in this guy, Coach James, um, today, that what he is doing is, you know, a good thing, and we want to be a part of it. So we want guys like that. That's that's to be very, very honest. Um, and I look for guys who are, who are looking to make choices um, and, and make the right choices. So we hold our guys accountable. Um, yes. We only have two team rules. They have choices and consequences. So I tell them. That's good. The choices you make are going to be the consequences that I give. And so I don't have a list of things that they don't do because they're they're young people. And I want them to be able to experience college life. But I say, now, if you make certain choices, there are certain consequences. And we all have right. that, those as adults. And so, uh, yes. so I, I, we, we talk about love and grace around here. So when we talk about God, we talk about guys who, 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 who are going to love being here, boys, love their teammates. And then also have the grace between the coaching staff and the players, the grace to make the grace in the room to be able to make mistakes, uh, but also the grace to be able to help correct those mistakes so we all can be better. Um, so that's that's kind of that's, that's kind of the, the young people that I look for when come here for And I can honestly say we have 18 guys who are like that. Yeah, brother, that's so simple though. Choices and consequences. Now I've heard some team rules before. Those are <laughs> to the point and simple. Because man. I say in so many ways to my interns, there are certain choices that we make, but mm -hmm. certain results you have to deal with. I say a little different way, but say yeah. the same exact thing. You yes. know, you know, because I tell you what, decisions I've made business-wise has led to me, me have better results. I tell yes, people, like, you know, that's some decisions I've made business-wise. Like, I haven't made one that was bad for me, personally. I feel like that. I got you. And, <laughs> but, and a lot of that is rooted in my faith. I mean, as a as a believer of Jesus Christ, we have consequences for the choices that we make. And it's, you know, 
And, and so uh, I try to live by faith as much as I can, live by my faith as much as I can. But everything that we do is rooted in how Jesus loved us. And the two commandments that he gave to us was to love our neighbor as ourselves and to put no other God before him. So uh, those are that's why I say those are my two. You got choices and you got consequences. My, my team meeting was short. They were very surprised. They thought I was coming with like a list of don'ts. <laughs> Things you don't do. But no, I said you got choices and consequences. If you choose to make this choice, I'm going to execute this consequence. And that's how it is. So, No doubt, my brother, no doubt. And uh, I must ask you, man, at what point in your journey did you decide you want to get, get into coaching? Uh, probably when I when I realized that I didn't want to work out three times a day. I actually got cut from this league called the WBA. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Uh, Glenn Stinger uh, started uh, this league, and I tried out for the WBA, and I got cut. It was the first time in basketball, my basketball history, that I ever got cut. And I realized that I don't want to work out three times a day. I don't want to eat right no more. Like, I don't want to continue to do this. Like, I don't have it in me. And it probably was about 2006, 2007. I was playing in different leagues in Atlanta, a couple programs, some some some, uh, some leagues in the Smyrna area and just Ben Hill area, just playing in some leagues. And I just realized that, but I always had a mind for the game. I had a mind for youth. Um, and so I tell people, my passion is not basketball. My passion is helping people get uh, to their purpose. That's why God created me. I just use basketball as that vehicle to do that. So in 2007, I had a, a, a co-worker uh, say, hey, come to come watch my son practice. Because I, I had a cubicle. I was working at AT&T, and I had a cubicle. And it was all – I'm a Laker fan, so it was all Lakered out. You know, Kobe Bryant, I had all that stuff. So he knew I loved basketball. And he said, hey, won't you come out and watch my son's practice? And I watched I watched his practice. I watched his coach. And it was because of the league. He was, he was teaching basketball on the half court. And it was like 45 minutes, and they were done. I was like, what? Is this all this is? And I'm a teacher by nature. You know, I'm a, I'm a, my, my, my trained profession is, is teaching. I'm like actually licensed in the state of Georgia to, to teach uh, special ed and, and, and history. And so um, I was like, man, there's more to this. And then I just started coming back. And next thing you know, I started coaching. So I started with a, a little travel program. I had this, this young lady who uh, allowed me to be like the director of her uh, 17U team. And the team wasn't a known team but then I just fell in love with teaching the game of basketball and, and just progressed um and then I realized like hey you coaches don't it don't count for wins I'm competitive uh I, you know I still had that drive and I was like you know what I want to do this for real I want these wins to count so I decided to try high school I and mean, that's how it kind of started from there so no doubt brother well I'd say ask this man so I guess I got two more for you but it's yes, about Atlanta um in Atlanta so tell me what is your favorite spot to eat in, in Atlanta, brother? Mm. Oh, listen, there's this wing spot on Memorial Drive. It is called Atlanta's Best Wings. Um, I know that's probably not the classiest place to go, but it's right on Memorial Drive. On my drive, I used to coach at Drew Charter School uh, in Atlanta. And on Memorial Drive, right by the Chevron, right by the Kroger, uh, once you pass uh, Memorial and... Uh, Covington Highway is right there. It's called Atlanta's Best Wings. And they have these lemon butter, I mean, they have these lemon, uh, no, butter lemon pepper wings with the lemon pepper sprinkles on the fries. <laughs> that's my spot. That's, that's, that's my spot. Uh, yeah. So that, I would say, I would say give them a shout out. Um, and then what's your, what's your other question? The last one going to be when you, when you, when you actually get you some downtime. 
when you're not coaching, being the GM, well, how do you de- 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 decompress? How, how do you turn it off a little while? Wow, that's a great question. A lot of people don't know. I like to spend time with my son. Um, I try to spend as much time as I can with my six-year-old. I have an amazing uh, six-year-old son and spending time with him. The other thing is barbecue. A lot of people don't know. If I wasn't coaching, I'd be a competitive barbecue uh, pit master. Um, and then lastly, probably going to water. I go to water. It kind of cleanses me. Uh, I get a chance, the opportunity to relax. I get a chance to think. Uh, there's something just magical about looking at the horizon and on the ocean and just having communion with God. Um, so those are those are probably the three main things that I do. Uh, outside of, if I'm at home, then I'm watching old television shows. I just got done watching ER. Like, I rewatched it from episode one to the wow. end. Wow, ER. Um, so, yeah, so I like watching old classic TV shows, West Wing. Um, I'll go back and watch something that I watched, continue, because it just, I like the, you know, the binge watching thing. So those are those are things that I do. Those are probably the four main things that I do. You know what show I watch all the time? But I, I know all the lions still, Mark. I got Mark is. Seasons one through five. I'm like, I it still, still come on TV too. It could be like on TV one or BET. It still come on. So it's like the, the jokes are still funny now. I, I oh, know yeah. what they go say. Thirty years mm-hmm. later, it's still funny to me. You know, it's still funny. Yeah, it's still. Funny. It's like an old, like a whole old comedy routine from like Dave Chappelle or something. Like that. Dave Chappelle show is still funny to this to this day, even though yes. we can't we can't say some of those jokes in public now. It's still funny. Uh, in, now, the, in the I'll tell you this. Home. You mentioned the water. Now, a certain event I won't make light of inspired me to get to learn how to swim. October, I was going to take swim, swim, swim classes because I was inspired by a certain event that I won't. And that's a and that's a good thing. Swim like just going out in the ocean, just sitting in the water. You didn't necessarily got to swim, but like that is a good skill to have. You never know what's gonna happen. But bro, I go to, I go to the beach all the time, but I don't get in the water. It's like, you don't get in the water. Let's <laughs> get the beach. That's like I, I be on South Beach. I be in Pensacola, Jacksonville Beach, and like mm, I'm not. I okay, I'm gonna go touch the water and I'm gonna come right yeah. back. You don't but, touch the water. Yeah, you just go yeah, to the shallow I, I, I can't swim. So like I'm not confident. So so now yeah. I'm gonna see how this beginner class gonna do for me. I said, that's good. I'll give it. you a little bit of advice. Let your body go. The, the, the a lot of thing that people do in swimming is they tense up, and that's the worst thing you can do. If you if you relax your body and let your body go, it'll naturally it'll naturally get into it. And it's not not difficult at all. Because even if you just learn how to tread water, uh, that's going to be extremely helpful in, in certain situations. So you know you ain't got to be Michael Phelps in this thing, but as long as you can flap a little bit here and get the legs moving and keep yourself afloat, but yeah, relax your body. Let it do its natural thing. You, you, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah so I saw some classes up in up in Cobb County, man. So Saturday's gonna be going up there and uh, learning how to swim from eight until eleven. There you go. There you go. That's good. Hey, that's good. The amount of time you put in is what you'll get out of it. So that's that's yeah, that's a dope thing. And told me I gotta buy some goggles. Or some oh yeah, you gotta get the whole gear. Yeah, go all out, man. Do it. Do it. Like you, you know, when you invest in something, you get into it. It works yourself out. Yeah, it's crazy how that that, that event happened. It inspired me. <laughs> so, we, so <laughs> we draw inspiration from some crazy things. We never know. Yes, yeah, you're right about that, my good brother. Man, you're right about that. So, yeah, I'm gonna do that, man. But, uh, brother, good to have you on the show, man. I said, uh, Coach Huff was a, a buddy of mine, man. I had him on the show as well. Edward Waters, my my buddy, since he states football yes, coach sir. there, Toriano, was like so. 
Leah, man. So I was happy to have you on the show, man. And, and you, I, I'm telling you, I call you, you all the, the Beard Brothers, my you, 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 you oh, yeah. the, the Beard Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's my mentor. That's that's my guy. I love that dude so much, and I can't I can't thank him uh, for giving me the opportunity here. And just you know, he he really was he blessed me here. Like he he gave his blessing, and um, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for that for that guy right there. I, I love him forever. I try to get them on a the schedule too. You know, I'm I am competitive, uh, so hopefully I think next year we'll try to. You know, there used to be a rivalry between Voorhees and Ever Waters. We used to be in the same conference. Uh, so we want to kind of get those up, uh, maybe get a classic or something. But uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love that guy. He is, he's the best. <laughs> he is. So I, th I thank you. Thank you. Because any any opportunity I can get to promote Voorhees and to tell people about what we do here in Little Denmark is, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, and, and hopefully uh, we play Clark Atlanta. So I, I got to get you, I'm going to email you the schedule. So, you, you know, maybe you check us out. We got North Georgia. Uh, we got Clark Atlanta, so we'll be we'll be in the metro area. Uh, we play Dalton State, so we'll be in the area. Sounds good, my brother, folks. That's James Williams from the Boss Man Show. Boy, he's a uh, college university man. You see him on the shirt, blue and black to unite. Yes, sir. My yes, brother, it's fun, man. Just get real soon, my guy. Yes, sir. Anytime you need me, I'm here. All right. All right. BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV, covering content and hot topics from A to Z, sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews, you name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker dot com backslash bs3 network you are now tuned to bs3 network what's up good people bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.